Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Want to get in touch with us this morning? 0861239595, WhatsApp or text with dinnersready.ie. Now, it is time for our virtual Friday morning coffee break and three very good friends of Limerick today uh, with us. Uh, we have uh, Roger Beck, who is, of course, manager of Parkway Shopping Centre. Uh, we have Una Burns from Novas. We have Raphael Rocca uh, from Sporting Limerick. And you're all very, very welcome indeed. And uh, Roger, I, I remember you being on this uh, show oh, almost a year ago now and it was the Friday after the Limerick Person of the Year ceremony at the Clayton Hotel, uh, Limerick Leader and Southern and others. Always a great event, a lunchtime event and there was whatever there was, 200 people maybe in the, in the room that day and uh, I remember you saying on this show um, that it'll be the last we see of that for a very long time to come. And, and honestly, even at that stage, I probably thought you'd inhale too much of your own barbecue smoke when you made that comment. But boy, have you been proved right because none of us have been in, in a room like that since. Unfortunately so, Joe. And I think we've a bit to go yet. We'd be looking to see it this time next year. Do you um, think so? Yeah, well, I, I certainly think it'll be well into the third quarter before anything really eases back to any kind of normality. I would hope that at some stage in the summer, once the vaccine is, the, the rollout of the vaccine get, gathers momentum, that life will be a little bit easier. Uh, but I think it'll be well into the third quarter before we have any kind of movement as we used to remember it, unfortunately. But I think we, we there's no point in planning to be going to Lanzarote on the 1st of June. It's not going to happen. Mm. And what's the impact on Parkway Shopping Centre at the moment? Um, about half our shops are open, uh, but the other half are closed, unfortunately, and will be until the restrictions change. And we were hoping that that would be early February, but uh, now it looks like, at best, we can hope for the back end of February sometime, and maybe maybe after St. Patrick's weekend. Um, you know, there's, there, there's, no, there's no green shoots, broken up too rapidly at the moment in that side of things anyway at the moment Joe it's 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 tough going um it's hard on the, the the traders who are here are it's okay they you know they can get out they can get out of the house it's very hard on the people who are stuck at home mm. whose businesses are um are sitting waiting for them to come back they're they're hugely anxious to do business but they can't and uh, you know so we feel for them hugely um, and our own uh, the guys who are here who are working um, and have been since this time last year without a break and uh, seem to have been totally forgotten about in the, the vaccination scheme and all that kind of stuff everybody else has jumped to the top but the, the frontline workers the cleaners and the retail staff and everybody else who were being praised so much around the Easter time last year and everybody was saying how oh, brilliant they are they all seem to be forgotten, unfortunately. Um, you know, and these are guys who are still out every day meeting people and many, many, many people they don't know, they don't know who they're dealing with uh, and they've no option and they're doing it and they're doing it so willingly and so enthusiastically um, that, uh, you know, I think they just need some kind of support and uh, so far, they, they certainly haven't, there's been no sign of jumping them up the list. Everybody else wants to be up the list but the, the retail staff are being forgotten about, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um Una, 
What's the right balance for the government here? I mean, you've just heard Roger, and I think most of us fully agree with Roger, that we're in these restrictions for weeks and weeks and weeks to come. The government currently seems to be trying to take a, a piecemeal approach to this, you know, a few weeks at a time. But would they be better off levelling with us, do you think? Um, that's a tough one because I think um, all of us now are really struggling and all we can all we can manage is a week at a time. You know, I think if somebody told us last March that we'd be in our third lockdown now and, you know, we'd have months and end of being at home, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have, you know, been able to absorb that information. Um, and it's, I suppose, the, you know, the virus itself and um, it changes so quickly, it's very difficult to make long-term decisions on it. I mean, who would have thought, you know, that we would have been in this situation with extraordinarily high levels of transmission in the community, the highest number of people dying, the highest number of people in hospitals. You know, we didn't even get that meaningful Christmas. In effect, we were all locked down again by Christmas Eve. So um, I think it's, it's hard. And Una, do you know people personally now in this particular phase who have had COVID? Yeah, I do. I, do. I, I know a number of people and I suppose because of um like your your previous speaker working with Novus, all our staff um are front facing, they're working in residential congregation settings. So I, I suppose throughout um the COVID pandemic I knew of people who, who had gotten COVID but particularly um a lot more people um this time and um I suppose that's just a reflection of the, the rate of infection and the number of positive cases in the community and it makes running residential services much more difficult uh, because once it comes in it's much harder to um, to contain it and then you have st- a significant number of staff who are self-isolating and who have COVID and who are infectious and who are either um, social distancing and like <coughs> isolating for 14 or 17 days so there was a, uh, last week in Dublin one of our services was down to 2.5 workers and you know they're ser- they're they're um, operating 24-7, so it makes it extraordinarily challenging to try to staff an environment like that. Yeah, yeah. Raf Rocca, uh, you had COVID. Yeah, it, uh, I did. I had it. Um, and it's, uh, look, so it's, um, it's no joke. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's anyone who would say it's like a normal flu is being disingenuous in, in the in, in the highest, it, it, and I can only imagine somebody with underlying conditions how how it would affect them. Well, des- describe it to me. What was it like for you? Um, well, it was of course it would start off as like a, a sinus issue, uh, sinus symptoms, and then it kind of it mild enough, and then it, it, it kind of it's a weird disease, and it kind of goes um, two steps forward, one step back is how I describe it. And you, you think you're getting better, and then the next day it goes back a bit, and eventually it just kind of runs itself out. But it's um, it's certainly not something to be um, Taken lately. Were you the only one in your house to get it? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the only one. Yeah, and it was uh, just a community. No, no idea where, 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 and and being careful, wearing a mask at all points. So it can, it can, it can happen regardless of how careful you are. And how did you manage, um, you know, around the house at, at home with the kids to stop them getting it? Uh, Self isolated. Uh, got food in through the door. And a mask on. So all of those public health guidelines? Yeah. Must yeah. have been a tough struggle. Uh, it was, but look, there's people in worse situations, Joe. So it, it, it was manageable and I, I could still walk away. So 
um, you know, I worked from home anyway, so there was there was no issues there in, in that side of it. And, and clearly, as we mm-hmm. all do, you know people who have had COVID uh, as well as having it yourself. Um, and, and have you come across others who were affected less and affected more than you were? Not personally, Joe, but I mean, look, you only have to read the, you only have to look at the, the figures every evening, see how how serious it is, you know, and and, people, and the effects it has. Yeah. I mean, I certainly can think off the top of my head, when myself and Emery were talking about this off the air before the show, um, certainly I can think of five people that I personally know um, have met, have talked to with COVID-19. And unfortunately, I can think of people I know who died from it. Yeah, look, I think there's we, we all unfortunately know somebody who knows somebody at this stage or, you know, who, who has been, had the ultimate effect of it really, you know. And look, I know you asked somebody earlier there about government strategy and stuff like that and, and, and trying to strike a balance. And look, I think people were patient with, with the lockdowns and people are still being patient and the majority of people are, are doing what they need to do. But I think what people won't lose patience with, patience with is if the vaccine rollout is not done as efficiently and as, as swiftly as it can be. You know, uh, I think that's where people will start to get really angry with this process. How are you feeling now, Raf? Grant? Yep, Look, no, no problem. Back in doing a bit of training and trying to get back to get some way fit, but yeah. No, no, no issues. It's very interesting the way it affects different people. I remember talking to an intercounty Camogie player last year um, on the show, and she was saying months later, and she was very fit, obviously when she got it, but months later she was still struggling to get back to that previous level of fitness. Um. Well, yeah. It's, look, I suppose you'd be kind of anytime you'd have a cough or a sniffle afterwards, you'd be like, you have you had to have to mentally get over it as well, you know, that you're not. Every time that something happens, you're you're thinking, "Oh God, I've long COVID, or I've this or that." Like you can you can still get a normal flu or a normal uh, sinus infection after it without everything having to be affected of it too. So I think we I think we have to stop ourselves from falling into that trap as well. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, we're chatting to uh, Raf Rocca from Sporting Limerick, to Roger Beck uh, from Parkway Shopping Centre, and Una Burns from Novus, and uh, we'll be back with more after this short break. Limerick Today now on 46 In just one minute, you could be 1,000 euro richer. There's no stopping. With Limerick Today's 10 to 1. You've just won 1,000 euro, Breed, in Castle Troy. Well done, Breed Teddy. People are winning all the time. We've already paid out 15,000 euro. Daily improved. Will you be our next winner? Weekdays on Limerick Today, just after 10 a.m. Limerick Today's 10 to 1 on Live 95. With Clean Ireland Recycling. Join today for a waste collection service friendly to both your pocket and the environment. 061 361 800. Omega 3 can play a crucial role in recovery after sport. But did you know not all Omega 3s are created equal? Take Manami Platinum. Combining exceptionally pure omega-3 with vitamin D3, Manami Platinum supports muscle recovery, brain function and immune health. Discover the power of omega-3 and vitamin D3. Manami Platinum. Available now at your local health food store or pharmacy. Your mental health is important. 
And now it's easier than ever to find the supports and services closest to you. You can free phone the Your Mental Health Information Line at 1-800-111-888 anytime. Our team will tell you which supports and services are near you, where they are located and how you can access them. You can also visit yourmentalhealth.ie for more information on mental health for you or for people you know. Yourmentalhealth.ie from the HSE. PJ's Garage and Car Sales specialise in servicing and repairs to all makes and models from puncture repair to complete engine rebuild, NCT DOE preparation, brake, clutch and tyre replacement, full computer diagnostic equipment, courtesy car available, see our range of quality used cars, call 452-440 or visit pjsgarage.ie at Irish Life Health, our benefit plan helps you embrace a healthier lifestyle. Get up to 250 euro back on a mix of benefits like fitness wearables, dietitians, and sports clubs like your local GAA club. It's health insurance, but not as you know it. Search Irish Life Health. Irish Life Health Act is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply. Call us to see exactly what's covered. Live 95. Text or WhatsApp us on 086-123-9595. The Live 95 text line, powered by dinnersready.ie. Free delivery nationwide with four dinners or more. Phone 056 6989 Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Uh, don't forget it, uh, your last chance now to enter our competition with thanks to Leah looking after you always. Tell us how you're staying active at home. WhatsApp or text us 86 123 with the answer and your name and one of you will win €250 Euro to put towards your health and well-being between now and midday. And if you don't win this time, Afternoons with JP will have another chance uh, to win. I, I think it's the number of handstands he can do during a song or something that you'll have to guess uh, today. Now, we're in the middle of our virtual Friday morning coffee break and Una Burns of Novas, Roger Beck of Parkway Shopping Centre and Raf Rocca of Sporting Limerick um, are uh, with us. Um, uh, Roger, do you feel that... I mean, we're now starting to see the cancellation or postponement of things that we saw first time round. I'm thinking of the St. Patrick's Day Festival here in Limerick, which will be virtual now. Um, the J.P. McManus Pro-Am um, has already been put out for another year to uh, July 2022. Um, and, and some suggestion that the European Union are, in essence, going to encourage countries to close down further, to restrict travel further, are, are we are we heading down a, a, a New Zealand type co- zero COVID strategy route? Well, it certainly looks to have worked in New Zealand. Um, so, you know, the, the the more things they can bring in here to make it work, then I'm all for it. I have to say because the sooner we're all out of this thing, the easier it's going to be for us all. Um, I think the festivals um, are a thing of the past for this year. Um, certainly, you know, we're not going to be ready by midsummer to bring tens of thousands of people together into the one area. Um, so, you know, I think it just makes total common sense to discourage all that kind of um, uh, mass gatherings um, and the parades and festivals and everything else. Uh, there's no point in planning something that people get their hopes up that it's going to happen in June, July, August, September, and then six or eight weeks beforehand cancel it all. So I think now is a, is a prudent time to to put you know put these things to bed and look forward to twenty twenty two with hope. Yeah, I mean, Una, you know, would you be rushing abroad at the moment? Uh, Tony Houlihan, in, in essence, begging us not to do that. 
Yeah, um, I'd agree with Roger. I think it's a really tempting um, tactic and probably something we should have looked at sooner. It's probably easier for us to do it now because it's, it's it's driven by the EU. But like within Australia and New Zealand, they seem to have a very good quality of life. Um, so while we'd all love a bit of sun, there's no doubt about that. Look, if we got, you know, staycations and we got to see our family and we got to move a bit um, within the country safely, I think we'll all do that. I think the biggest risk of the travel at the moment is bringing new variants and will those variants be resistant to the uh, vaccine programme and then does that compromise the whole vaccine programme? So, like, we really need to do everything we can to prevent that from happening because we know already of three new variants. Thankfully, they seem to be um, the vaccine that's already developed seems to um, tackle them, but that may not be the case. So I think anything we can do to prevent that happening is really, really important. Yeah, I had the Taunist on the show during the week and at that stage, you know, he was hopeful that we might see case numbers go down but actually the following two nights they crept back up Mm. I think they were 2,600 and something uh, last night and the death rates are just I mean, we're well over 500 in January alone and and they're suggesting it could be up to 1,000, I mean it's a lot of people, it's a lot of families impacted by this yeah, and kids are out of school again for really protracted periods of time. So, like, if we want to prioritise, you know, people saving lives, children accessing education, I mean, that has to be first and foremost before anything else. And holidays seem like, you know, like a real luxury at this stage. Um, if we can get it under control, get people moving a little bit, get businesses opened and people holidaying at home, I think we'd be doing really well for this year. Yeah, Raf, would you see that happening maybe, that we will open up to the extent of allowing travel around the country the way um, it was allowed in June, July and August of last year? Uh, hard to know, Joe. I mean, look, you know, we have a business as well in town and that's just opened up, I think, yesterday and on a takeaway-only basis. And, you know, that's operating at around 10 15% of what it would have in, in normal times. And it, it, it's, it's hard to see it at the moment. We, we just don't know what what is coming down the line, like, uh, you know, with, with, like you said, with these new variants, um, how quick or how the, the vaccine programme and the rollout is going to progress as well. But I, I think I think that's where the next pressure is really going to come from. Uh, I mean, look, we saw the, the allocation of vaccines during the week to people who weren't frontline workers. And I know, OK, you can say that those vaccines weren't wasted because they went into somebody's arms. Where people are really annoyed is where you got to say, well, why, why was that position, why was that situation allowed to happen in the first place? Why wasn't there frontline workers lined up to, to have those vaccines? Mm. So I think that uh, they're the kind of they're the kind of questions that people are going to get really annoyed with. And, and do you do you think that your know, announcements of sixty deaths a day and and more to come this month? Is that actually affecting behaviour? Because clearly there there's a vocal minority who either don't believe that COVID exists at all, or believe that it's it's a cold, and believe that their rights are being infringed, and and that they should be allowed to carry on as normal. Well, look, there's, there's no such thing as carrying on as normal. It's not it's not a normal cold, and your 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 rights are your your. You know what's more important? Your right to think you don't have to wear a mask, or, or someone else's right to not get a potentially lethal disease from you. You know, I think I know which one is more important, and which one, which person's right, is carries more weight. So, I, I, I don't buy into that. I don't buy into your rights being infringed. It's like someone in the Blitz in London in 1942 saying, "I want to leave my lights on at night because I want to read a book." Well, do you want the German bombers to see where they're going to drop the bombs? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, wh- what do you think, Una? Do you think that the death rates, you know, and, and I mean, are they having any impact on people's behaviour? You could hope they would. I mean, they're really sobering statistics. I, I don't know how they couldn't have uh, an impact on you. And as well, you know, while the death rate is higher among very older people who have, you know, still have a right to life and a right not to get COVID, there are still people who are critically ill and dying who are much younger. And we don't know any of us who could get or could get a really, really bad um, dose of it because we don't know why some bodies react in certain ways to it. So uh, you'd hope that it would um, have, um, you know, an impact on people. And I think we all have a responsibility to do exactly what we're told to do because we all say, oh, just this or just this. And that's, you know, it's those little interactions or those little infringements. You know, it, there aren't many people having large house parties, ever, but it's the small infringements as well that mm. are causing the spread of it in the community, particularly yeah. at the moment when it's so widespread. Yeah, but I mean, Roger, the one thing is, though, you know, and the, certainly people in government will say this to you privately, maybe they won't say it quite as readily publicly, that part of the calculation at work in the run-up to Christmas was that if they tried to keep the country in level five, that that would have undermined the public health guidelines because it would have been largely ignored anyway and would have put uh, any further restrictions and adherence to them in doubt in January, February and March. Joe, even if people stuck to half the guidelines before Christmas, we wouldn't be in as bad a mess as we are now. The fact that they completely opened up everywhere for that two, three-week period exaggerated and accelerated the hole that we're now in, and it's going to take longer to get out of it. Um, I think they were they were too um, too generous in what they did as regards opening up, and uh, we're paying the price, and the people, the families who are paying the ultimate price are the the, the big losers of this. Um, but everybody's paying the price for it now. Yeah. Finally, Raf, the one bit of distraction I suppose we have in the sporting front this weekend is, is Munster and Leinster at uh, Tolman Park. Um, what's your sense of how that'll go? I will beat them, Joe. <laughs> Handy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. The best thing we can look forward to this weekend is taking our frustrations out in Leinster. So bring it on. <laughs> Get your money on rail. The sad part is we won't be able to go up and see it. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad to say I can um, finish the show on a couple of positive notes. Uh, first of all, uh, well done to Moira Hartigan in Croom. You were the winner of 250 euro courtesy of Leia Healthcare. You've told us you're staying active with a 20 minute workout with Joe. Wicks every Monday, Wednesday and Friday morning. Yourself and the two kids under six, says Moira. Well, well done to you. Well done. And congratulations on the €250. Euro. And the good news is there's another €250 euro courtesy of Leah to come on afternoons with JP. He'll be keeping you entertained after news and right across uh, the afternoon. Uh, thank you very much uh, to Raf Rocca of Sporting Limerick, to Una Burns of Novas and to Roger Beck of Parkway Shopping Centre for joining us. And Call Limerick Today now on 461995.